everyone. Welcome to the Grove Church's Cultivate podcast. This is Charlie Lofton. I'm the lead pastor there and so glad that you're joining us. We're now kind of in session four of a series. We're talking about the six commitments that every church member should make. Um, I think it's really important for us as a church, something, you know, especially those of us who are new to a church, we don't really know what it means. And too often we can kind of get into this rut of really kind of what it means is just showing up. I, I go to a building and watch church happen. And that's really my commitment. And I guess I'm supposed to give to maybe it's kind of where a lot of us end up and not really sure kind of what does it mean to really be a committed member of a church? If it is my goal to be in a healthy, growing, vibrant church and to be a healthy, growing person in that church, what is what is what is needed from me? What what is what is the best me I can be? What what are the things I need to do, not only for the church's sake, but for my own sake as well? And so we're kind of working our way through six things that have been a part of kind of the Grove Church's uh, DNA and part of our membership material from since I've been here. So for the last twelve years. And this is session number four. And the first one, we talked about being connected, um, being a part of a church. It's not just attending an event. It is about a relational connection. And so we get that relational connection by being a part of the services on Sunday morning, by um, being in a small group, having a group of people that we are well connected with, and by uh, cultivating a healthy connection with God. From that, we I mean, these come from the two greatest commandments that Jesus gave us, to love God with everything that we are and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so the first commitment really is to be connected both to God and to others. The second one we talked about is giving. Um, it obviously, that's, that is the funding mechanism for the church. And so it's important in that regard, but it's also important for the individual as well. God commands this from us to give the first portion, to give the first 10th of what we have back to him. God says it's his and we give it back to him. And that's an important key piece of our of our discipleship and just of really kind of honoring God with our finances. And so we give because it's right. We give because he commands us of us. We give to also because God says God blesses generosity. I mean, just both spiritually and personally, um, God blesses us when we are generous with the with with people and with the work that God is doing in our churches and in missions groups. And finally, it's just a great investment. It is a long-term eternal investment to invest in the lives and the souls of people. And so when we give, God just multiplies that blessing all throughout the world. So that was number two. Um, and number three was serve. And it's just really important uh, if you're going to be a part of a church to not just be someone who is taking, but is also giving. And, and, and your best your best Sundays, your best connection at the church really can be is like, I was blessed by this church and then God used me to bless other people. I had a great experience and because of my service, other people were able to have a great experience and connection with God as well. And I think it is important for us to find places to serve both inside our church and find a ways to serve our community and our world as well. So, so the first three, connect, give, and serve. And today we're talking about praying. That Our fourth commitment is that I will pray for my church. And this is, this is again, I, I don't ever want this to feel like, part of me feels like, you know, it feels like, you know, I feel guilty. I don't know if you, you guys don't have any pastor's guilt. You know, most of you aren't pastors. Maybe a couple of you are. It's pastor's guilt where you're supposed to say things the right way and put things in the right order. It's, Bro, man, you should put prayer first. Prayer is the most important. I I, I get that. I get that. And I don't want, because it's listed fourth, to feel like that it has some lesser value or that somehow, oh, I had to put the spiritual one in there. I mean, they're all very spiritual. But I think it is of incredible importance that we really think about prayer because it is God's hand 
It is, it is the presence and the power of God that allows us to do any of the things that really, really matter um, in people's spiritual lives. I mean, there are things that we can do. I can be, I can be kind to somebody. I can be friendly to somebody. I can have a good conversation. I can tell a joke that's funny. I mean, there are things that can, but if you think about the things that really, really matter, a heart being changed, someone finding the gospel and, and their lives being renewed, um, real deep level spiritual and emotional healing. Those are not the things that you can program. You can't have two hours of incredible worship rehearsal and, you know, several hours of prep of a message and deliver it. You can't, you can't do all those things just so and orchestrate that someone's life is going to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. That is a work that God does. Now, he is obviously doing that work through his people. He's doing it through the worship rehearsal and through the, the worship leading. He's doing it through the, the sermon prep and the sermon delivery. He is working through that. But it is of incredible importance that we understand that it is God that is the one that is doing the deeper level work in the hearts and minds and souls of people. And so in order to have an effective, healthy, growing, vibrant church, the presence and the power of God need to be there. And God's hand moves when God's people pray. And it is of incredible importance that we know and believe that. And so, again, one of, one of the most important commitments that we can make to a church is to say that I'm going to pray for my church. And we'll talk a little bit about kind of, you know, some of the, the verses and the motivation and kind of some of the things that, that can be prayed. But I kind of want to start just with this idea that just me saying that, that it's important to pray can be really intimidating. Some of you who are listening to this, maybe people who have a really good, normal, healthy prayer life, and you may pray on a regular basis and you have specific things that you're praying for and you have this discipline. You may even keep a prayer journal. You may be even be one of those people that um, get often get referred to in Christian circles as a prayer warrior. And if so, um, I beg you to add your church. Now, most of you are members of the Grove to add the Grove to your prayer list and please to pray for us, for the church, for the staff. But a lot of you can just be really just intimidated by the idea at all. And we start talking about prayer and you just feel, you feel some kind of personal disconnect from it where somehow um, this is, it's for the people with the notebooks, it's for the prayer warriors. And for me, I'm just too regular and I won't even know where to begin. And maybe you grew up in a church and you heard these people pray. I know I did. I heard these, I grew up in the church and, and people would pray. And I remember I was probably about 13 years old. Um, our pastor would call on a couple of people in every service to pray. And I remember, I remember, I remember the Sunday night that he came to me after the service and asked and said, Hey, um, would it be okay with you if I called on you to pray sometime? And obviously the answer to that question is yes. It doesn't matter what you think. Obviously the answer to that question is yes. So I said yes. And then it was the very next service. It was the very next Sunday night. I know it wouldn't be a Sunday morning. You can't make your debut, your prayer debut at church on a Sunday morning. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work your way up to that. So it was a Sunday night and he asked for me to pray and I knew it was coming. So I'd spent the whole week prepping for it. And again, it's the kind of thing you got to prep for because I've noticed, I noticed some things, right? I noticed the way that people pray. They all have their own style. They all have their own closing. I don't know if you mean by, what I mean by closing. Like you say, you have to start with dear God or something like that. But you, even that, like, oh, our precious Lord and Savior or 
dear, dear God in heaven. Oh, our heavenly father, you got to have your own little opening, right? What it is you're going to call God. And then you say whatever it is you're going to pray. And then you have to have a closing. It's kind of like in the letter where it say yours truly or yours in love. You got to have some closing, like the standard one was like in Jesus name. But I mean, if you're going to want to like excel in prayer, like you want to be next level, the kind of guy the pastor calls on again, you got to have your own, you know, special little twist. And so I was practicing this and I was battle testing this in my head and I was turning into this whole thing. And suddenly, like, I I didn't think anything about it at the time because it was what I was modeled, at least I feel like. But as as I'm sitting here and I describe it to you, it's like, man, I was, I was, um, it was a performance. It was a, it was a performance that I was doing for other people and lost in that was me talking to God. And so When I say that I think that it is important for you to pray, what I want you to hear me say is not some powerful, big time, fancy word kind of prayer. I want you to hear me say that I think it is important for each and every one of us to talk to God, to have open communication with the God of the universe. And theologically, I want you to know that that's possible and desirable on God's part. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard us talk about some of these things theologically. Even though God is really big and creator of the whole universe, he's also incredibly interested in you as an individual and wants you to talk to him in the simplest ways there are. Like Just like start wherever. In the same way that a parent would never look at their kid's first word and go, mama, it's like, ugh, it's not mama, it's mama, right? You would never, you never say that to your 10 month old kid, you would just love that in some way that your baby is wanting to communicate to you and you, and, and you look forward to the relationship deepening and more words and more ability to communicate. That's how it is with God. And so I want you to feel that sort of freedom. So I don't want you to be intimidated by the idea of prayer. I want you to pray. I want you to cultivate your own prayer life. I mean, there's so many verses, but Matthew 7, 7 is kind of one of them. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. He is inviting us. God is inviting us to speak to him and ask for things and to pour out our heart to him. And it says that this God God will respond to us. So I want you to to feel that. And so I have this really simple way that I encourage people. You think about kind of praying for the church, this really simple thing. And it's on my phone. I do this at Connections every time. It's on my phone. It comes up every day at 8 a.m. Um, it's almost in part a little bit like an alarm for me, not just for the day. It's like, I always know when it's eight o'clock because it pops up on my phone every day. Dear God, uh, please bless the Grove Church today. Amen. Nine words. You got to end with amen, right? You can't end, you have to end with amen, right? Otherwise you're still talking. God thinks you're talking to him. It's really weird. It's awkward. You got to end it, right? So, so it's the nine simple words. Dear God, please bless Grove Church today. And you say that, you say that from your heart and you say it to God and it is a powerful prayer and God will act. It says he will act. He will bless our church on the day that you pray. And I believe that if the hundreds of people who call the Grove Church their home, if they all did that on a particular day or all throughout a particular week, um, I think we would notice the next week that, that God's power, his spirit, his presence was, was just there in a special way on that Sunday because it says, God moves when his people pray. We ask and he does. We seek and we find. We knock and he opens doors. This is what God does. And so I would just encourage you, and it's some sort of simple way to make a daily reminder, every other day reminder, a couple of weeks, whatever, to just make this kind of a simple prayer. 
And it doesn't have to be any fancier than, than what I just said. It just needs to come for your heart and a real simple thing. But the really cool thing about this is that if I ask you to do that, nine words, dear God, please bless the Gove Church today, amen. I ask you to do that. And then I would imagine it would kind of go something like this. Hey, dear God, please bless the Grove Church today and the services on Sunday and whoever's preaching and the band and the kids and the youth. Next thing you know, nine words becomes 15, becomes 20, becomes 50. Next thing you know, you've kind of got a pretty organized prayer life of just things that you're praying for on a regular basis. It is a very simple, easy way to cultivate a good, healthy prayer life. Obviously, church isn't the only thing that you should be praying for. And, you know, the same thing about family. Dear God, please bless the Grove Church today. Dear God, please bless my family today. And then you mention them by name. My wife, Heidi, and my oldest daughter, Maylee, and Lauren, and Layla. And you start thinking about their doing. Heidi is as she's as she's working today, and Maylee is she's preparing for a test, and Lauren is she's working, and, and Layla while she's at school, or what? just whatever is going on with each one of them. And again, it slowly develops into a real kind of conversational prayer life. And so I want, I'm I'm asking you to do this. And so when you think specifically, as we kind of go to the next level, I want you to start simply, but as as you kind of think bigger pictures, like what what is it that we're hoping that prayer is going to do? And And I want you to, again, three things, cultivate a personal prayer life, to pray for the church in general, and then to pray for the leaders of the church. Now, Paul, at the beginning of almost all of his letters, had something where he was saying to the church that he was writing, something that he was praying for them for. So what I would encourage you to do is to look at some of these and maybe just pray a version of that back to God. I mean, here, here's, here's, here's a really good one. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, Paul says this, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Man, I mean, I'm already a few minutes into this, but I tell you, I could give you, I could give you a really good sermon just on that. What an incredible thing that Paul's praying for them there. So I want you to, here's what I want you to, I want you to know God. I want you to know things. I want you to know who God is. I want you, I want you to be, I want you to have the knowledge. I want you to have wisdom. I want you to have understanding. Why? so that you can then walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, so that who you are just in your life, you can be someone that is honoring to God. So then you'll bear fruit in every good work. So then you'll do the right things. And so I need to understand what's real, what God wants me to do. And as I understand that, then I'm going to see the Spirit do a work in my heart where I'm going to be the right kind of person, and then as I'm being the right kind of person, then I'm going to do the right things. And then, and here's your fancy word for today. Now it gets a little uh, reciprocal, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And the whole process starts over. I know more about God. And because I'm knowing more about him, he's doing a work inside of me to be the right kind of person. And the more I am the right type of person, the more I'm going to be able to do the right sorts of things. And the more that I'm doing that, the more my knowledge increases and the cycle continues. That is a prayer that Paul is praying for the church in Colossae. And I would encourage you to pray something very similar for our church and the people in it. God, I pray that you would help us understand more who you are, help us know more what you want from us so that, God, on the inside, we can be the kind of people that you want us to be. 
so that then we will do the things that you've asked us to do. And all throughout that process, increasing more and more our knowledge and understanding of who you are. Because that is the kind of thing that we are wanting to see in the lives of people of the real spiritual growth, knowledge, understanding of who God is, a, a inward spiritual work of being who God has called us to be, and that he would equip us and empower us to do the right thing, to do the good works that he's called us to. So I just, I just encourage you, please pray for one another. Please pray for the church in that regard. Again, there's, 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 there's more of these. I'll just, Second Thessalonians 1, to this end, we always pray for you that God may make you worthy of his calling and fulfill every result for good and every work of faith by his power. Ephesians, I do not cease to give thanks to you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. Just all of these sorts of prayers. If you don't know what to pray, look at some of these and put them in your own words. I mean, it can be really simple. God, help us know more, help us be better, help us do the right thing. It can be really simple like that. And I just encourage you to kind of cultivate this because, again, the spiritual health of our church depends on the presence of God, and the presence of God comes when his people pray. And so, again, we want us to learn how to cultivate a prayer life. We want to pray for one another as a church. And then finally, I would encourage you to pray for the leaders of your church. Now, when the lead pastor says, I want you to pray for the leaders of your church, I understand that it is a little self-serving. And this verse that I'm going to use is also going to feel a little self-serving. So let's just pretend for a second that we've got a guest speaker on today's podcast, the lead pastor or somebody from some other church entirely. And he shares with you this verse from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 and 13. Now, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. You know, the, the staff, the pastors, the leadership, the elders, the trustees in the church. I mean, it's a, it's a, challenge, it's a challenging thing to do. It's a challenging thing to just lead an organization. It's a challenging thing to kind of have that weight of spiritual responsibility and to pray for me and to pray for Mark, to pray for Cass, to pray for the other staff, to pray for the other leaders in our church, the people who are doing growth kits, every, to pray for the people who are leading certain areas of our ministry. It is, it is a spiritually draining, exhausting kind of work. It is very rewarding. Um, I've been doing it for almost 30 years now, and, and it is definitely a calling, and I'm glad that I'm doing it. But I get really, really tired. I get really, really tired on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, I joke about this, and some of you may know this. I mean, Sunday afternoon, man, it is mandatory nap day. I mean, I just sometimes I just barely get it. Like I, I'm, I got, I'm just kind of walking past the kitchen, grabbing something to eat, just really on my way to the bedroom to go to sleep. And something that's been happening recently on Saturday nights, I've just been going to sleep. I have a lot of anxious dreams on Saturday nights. And I feel like, and, and Ephesians 5 talks about this, this kind of a spiritual war that goes on trying to discourage people who are trying to do things for God. And so it would make sense that on the night before, kind of the opportunity to speak and to, to teach God's word to people, that there would be kind of internal and external kind of spiritual forces that are just kind of making me feel anxious, making me feel disconnected from God, giving me a bad night's sleep. 
man, I would just greatly appreciate it if everybody who was listening to this just kind of made a note on their phone on Saturday night to just say, man, just help Charlie get some good sleep tonight. That would really mean a lot to me. And it would really help. And I think, again, if we were all to do that, I think we would notice something different on Sunday. And so I, I, want, I want you to add that to your prayer life as well as you're, as, as, you're, as you're building. Again, if it starts as simply as, dear God, please bless the Grove Church today, amen, then great. But as you're really trying to put the meat on the bones of that, you know, praying for the spiritual health of the people that we know that we are becoming and that we are doing, and then praying for just kind of the spiritual, mental, and physical health for the leaders in particular. Um, it, is a, it is a heavy load. It is a heavy burden, both in just kind of the spiritual oversight and then just the organizational stuff that comes with it. I mean, a lot of pastors, me included, may, may, we, we may know a lot, but the organizational weight can be a whole lot. And so we've got teams that kind of help with that and pray for those teams, our elders, our trustees, that we would we would be close to God, that we'd be experiencing God's, hearing God's direction, those kinds of things. And so I think it's important. I think it's more because one of the things that it will do in you is obviously it will draw you closer to God, but it will also build kind of your level of commitment and connection to the church as a whole and recognizing how big and serious all of this is. Again, building in our hearts and minds something bigger and deeper than I come to this place on Sunday and I watch a performance happen. But recognizing the mission, the spiritual weight, and the significance of what it means to be a part of a church. And I think that is, again, one of the side benefits of cultivating a prayer life and praying for our church. So again, I beg you personally, and I encourage you as a pastor to do these things and to kind of make make praying for your church a, a part of your weekly, if not daily disciplines. And so that's number four. We connect at our church, we give to our church, we serve our church, and we pray for our church. We've got a couple of more of these left, and I encourage you to keep coming back because I think we put all six of these things together and will allow us individually and collectively to be healthy church members and a healthy church. And so as always, I thank you so much for, for joining us. And we would love, if you've found this and you're not a part of the Grove, I encourage you to come check us out. You can find out about us at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Um, get all the information there about how to join us on a Sunday morning. And if you're not in the Northwest Arkansas area, you can still go to that page. Let us know that you're listening. And we would love to hear from you. And you can join us. You can join us on Sunday as well online. We're streaming our 1030 service every week. And we would love to see you in person or online. Either way, we'd love to connect with you. And again, thanks for joining our Grove Church Cultivate podcast. Have a blessed day. Take care.